welcome to another episode of the Love Hate Movie Reviews Podcast. We are your hosts, Jay and Sherry. On today's episode, we will be reviewing the Super Mario Brothers movie. It's directed by Aaron Horvath and Michael Jelinek. All right, the movie was released on April 5th, and Jay and I went to go see it today, April 9th. So, Jay, take us away with the first impressions. For me personally, this movie was a retro overload. Everything that is Super Mario was thrown at this movie, and it was done well. Yeah, I agree. I think um, they did a good job visually. I was kind of looking out for those little details and see if they were going to put those things in the game and kind of from the game into the movie and how they were going to do that. So first impressions, I was impressed. Um, it it was good. I don't know if I would watch it again, maybe no. stream it. But um, yeah, I don't know if it's something that I would watch repeatedly as if I never saw it before. I'll probably watch it again to see if there's anything I missed. But is it a classic favorite for me? Probably not. Um, I'm leaning towards the watch it again. Just because I feel like there's some things that I missed. But personally, yes, I would. Like, if it's on, I would watch it again. If they make some type of trilogy out of it, I would definitely have to, like, collect it, just like how you collect the games. Yeah, I'd be interested in a sequel. All right, so spoilers are ahead from this point on. So if you have not seen the movie, now would be a good time to stop and go check it out. So the movie stars Chris Pratt as Mario, Anya Taylor-Joy as Princess Peach, Jack Black as Bowser, and Charlie Day as Luigi. It also stars Keegan Michael, Michael Key as Toad, but it didn't sound like him because I'm assuming they warped his voice. Or he's a really good voice actor, which we like that about our voice. Yeah, actors. when you when you can't tell, I love that when you can't tell who they are. And for the most part, the only one that really stood out like they tried was Jack Black. And I gotta give him credit for that. Like I was actually surprised. I had to go to the cast list during the movie just to see who Bowser was because I couldn't really hear who who he was and who the actor was and jay and i that's something that we we like about animated movies we don't care about top bill actors when it comes to animated movies we want the character to come out so i felt like um especially because jack black has a particular way of talking so i think he really took it to the next level like he even sang and it sounded like Bowser and not Jack Black. It sounded like how you would think Bowser would sound. Right, right. He if, gave, so it, when he it, came gave it giving, his own voice. Right, when he came to giving the characters a voice, he did a great job. Everyone else, for the most part, was just themselves. Chris yeah. Pratt was him. I could tell he was yeah. him. There was a moment at the beginning Seth of the movie, Seth Rogen was Donkey Kong, and it was pretty. He didn't have that high pitch that he always has, but I could still tell it was him. They missed a prime opportunity to cast... Can I say it? Just say it. They missed a prime opportunity to cast, just because he was in a Rampage movie with a gorilla, yeah. to cast uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson as Donkey Kong. That would have been awesome. Yeah. However, there I like is, the personality of Donkey Kong. However, there is a off. clause in Dwayne Johnson's contract that he cannot lose a fight, and Donkey Kong lost to Mario. Yeah, so that was never going to happen. But the voice talent themselves, uh, yeah, he's the only... Jack Black is the one that really stood out and like shines to me. Everybody else is just playing themselves. There was a brief moment at the beginning where they did the old school voices from the from the video game and yeah, the they TV had a show. few cameos, so that was good. 
Yeah, the original Mario popped up in it for like a split second. He had a voice cameo. But I would say everyone did their job of what they were given. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I want to give Chris Pratt some credit, even though he's not my favorite actor. Um, he did Mario um, well. It wasn't the traditional Mario that we're used to. Like, he stayed away from a lot of the Mario sayings, um, which... Feel like that's what makes mario mario the one-liners and the catchphrases yeah and he didn't say a lot of them and i don't know if it's because he couldn't maybe and he couldn't i really think i think personally they it. wanted to stay away from the italian stereotypes i think that's what they wanted to stay away from but and not like insult you know not insult anybody or step on any toes or anything like that. i think that's what they went with i don't know i think i want to say he wasn't able to deliver on it mm. and really get it to sound what we're traditionally used to because the characters are written how they are. So I, I, I get trying not to be offensive, but it's just a part of those characters. And if it, you're yeah. going to, if you're going to bring these characters to life in this way, um, even though they did make some changes to princess peach, which I appreciated, but, um, even her performance was good. I, I can't really say I thought it was her. I knew it was her going into it because I had already um, saw her name on um, the cast she gave list. A very, the... She gave a very like upbeat performance. And I can't mm. remember Princess Peach really talking a lot mm-hmm. in the games. If you've seen the retro TV show, you can make a comparison. Yeah. It came out in the 80s, so naturally I didn't, right. I didn't see it. I didn't see it either. So let us know. Did she sound like Princess Peach? So the visuals and the sound effects was just straight up ripped from the video game. Even yeah. moments when they jumped, you heard little old school jump sound effects when he's punching the boxes. Yeah. Some of his catchphrases, some of the sounds and the music in the background, like all of that ripped straight from the game. It really boosted the nostalgia in the entire movie. Just sitting there, it was like. And the zoom out, like they did a good job of zooming out in certain scenes where it looks like the video game mm-hmm. to show you like yeah um the pipes and everything in the mushroom kingdom the way yeah. he was walking and running on things the fight he had with donkey kong was straight i don't know if you know mario actually started out in donkey kong mm-hmm. so donkey kong is actually first yeah and they just took that from the donkey kong game was like they present so ripping it from the game and putting it in the movie the presentation was great hands down it was good like it felt like a cutscene. it felt like a cutscene from the game yeah it did it did but what I liked about that, though, is that they paid attention to detail. And that's kind of what I was looking for in this movie because, you know, we'll get to the plot next. But I knew there wasn't going to be a lot there to go off of because oftentimes that's what happens with video game movies. Like you have to create a story now. But I was looking more for the visuals and the details from the game if it's, if it was going to translate into the movie. And they did a really good job, especially with the Rainbow Road. Oh, like, my God. That, that was, was one of my favorite very, moments. Like, that was movie. so cool. They showed him building the Mario Kart. Mm-hmm. So bringing those aspects into the movie, I think, was good. Also, because I it it mixed the you know Nintendo 64 Mario with Mario Kart, which is very popular now with and kids. It, yeah, it so mixed... bringing that all together into the movie, I think, was well done. And visually, it was good. Um, so yeah, and just little aspects like that is really what I was looking for. And I think they did a good job doing it. 
especially like what you said with the with the details just to add to that the blue turtle shell yeah that's the one that really like when you're playing mario you know what, you, what i'm talking about when you play mario kart and the yeah. blue turtle shell ruins an entire experience yep. for you yeah very true so it's just the minor things that really brought it together absolutely so mario and luigi they are plumbers of course that's the base they of Super Mario. their own business. Exactly. And they have a moment where they're like, all right, this is this is our time to shine. It's like, we're going to show people they we're serious. Right, right. <laughs> and everything, of course, is not going, you know, the base is not going their it's way. It's not going their way. So there's a massive flood in Brooklyn. They're like, okay, Pipers. this is right. This is our chance. They fall into the sewers. And of course, that's when they get transported to the Mushroom Kingdom. And that's how the movie starts. starts. Mario and Luigi get separated. There's a brief moment where it kind of looked like Luigi's mansion when Luigi in the section with Luigi when he's running around mm-hmm. with the zombies and stuff. So they kind of did an ode to Luigi. Everything about this movie was like little bits and pieces from different games. Yeah. So that was that. And then, of course, the focal point in the movie is Mario. So if you're expecting to see Luigi, he actually does get sidelined for what? For most of the 80% movie. 80% of the movie? Yeah. Bowser finds him, takes him captive. And now the main plot is Mario trying to get his brother back. So Mario teams up with Peach and told to try to find Luigi. They go to Donkey Kong Country, which yeah. was awesome. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was cool to look when at. I, I actually remember the Donkey, I'm, I'm fanboying out, I'm nerding out right now. I remember the Donkey Kong Country TV show. Donkey Kong is actually one of my like favorite characters <laughs> from the whole Nintendo, from the Nintendo universe. universe. Donkey Kong, I feel like, does not get enough like time to shine. Right. And he really did in this movie. So, in the midst of all of that, Bowser's plan is to take over the Mushroom Kingdom by, well, rule the world, essentially. Yeah. By marrying, this is where the whole thing is like, because you have to make a plot, because this... Right, and this is where the whole thing yeah. just gets ridiculous. So, his <laughs> his plan is to, steal, he stole the superstar, and it's going to be like a, an engagement present for Peach. So, he wants to marry Peach, and together, he wants to rule the entire kingdom. And the entire time I'm I'm watching this... To Sherry, it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ludicrous. I it actually made sense to me now. Like, okay, why that's he why was he so keeps obsessed with her. Right, it was like in every, every game, game and it, he captures her. Right, it was like, oh, okay, this is why he keeps bothering her. He's super in love, and the, the movie went into it. He had a song for her and everything. Yeah. And in the process of all this, he's destroying different kingdoms. He's he was gonna ritually sacrifice. Yeah, all, all of the other all characters. the other characters. And that, that's when the big trouble and everything happens. happens. And then Mario and Peach team up. That Again, they have to go to Donkey Kong Country to get an army to yeah. fight Bowser and his Koopa Troopers. To stop his plan right. and get Luigi back. And that, in a nutshell, is the entire movie. Does it work? Yes. For the movie, it, it does. does. Especially introducing the characters. Um if if they're trying to, which they are trying to make a franchise out of this, that it was a good place to start. Um, like Jay said, I feel like Bowser being in love with Princess Peach is a little ridiculous, um, and him being jealous of Mario. Mark, it, it it was interesting. It, it was an interesting angle to take because it was to explain why he was so obsessed with her. But um, mm-hmm. one thing that I want to call out about Princess Peach is that she wasn't the damsel in distress that we know from all the games. She was fighting back, and it explains why she got captured, because she immediately, um, in Mushroom Kingdom, said that she would go. Yeah. Not that anyone else would go. She didn't get captured. She willingly went. Just as long as she decided to stop destroying the kingdom, she went. And that gave the characters 
like the motivation they gave him in the movie gave the characters a reason for being. Yes. Instead of just. Yeah. Because they even explained a little bit of her backstory as mm-hmm. far as her just appearing in Mushroom Kingdom in the same way that Mario did. So did... it kind of made Jay and I question was she abandoned? Was she. I as know... a child? Was because she they got there through a sewerage. I want to know if she was thrown away. Oh, as dark wow. as that sounds. Like, yeah. was she thrown away as a child? Did she get lost and maybe and wandered down off the, and, and fell down the sewer? I don't know. But it. It was good to see like that backstory and why she was going so hard for Mushroom Kingdom because they took her in and taught her everything she knows and then they made her a princess. So and she was actually a very confident ruler. She loved yeah. the people. She can fight. She can do all the things I... that Mario does in the games. Which I don't know if they ever explored that in the games where she could do all those things. But okay. I think that would be a good angle just for a game. See, this is Princess Peach being able to fight is from Smash Bros. Okay. From Supermarket from the Smash Bros. series. So when I tell you everything in yeah. this movie, well, so I actually like that because all right, if you're a Princess Peach main in the Smash Bros. franchise, you're gonna love the fact that she can fight. Yeah, and it's gonna make all the sense to you. Like, all right, they decide to bring you. She's just not waiting for Mario. Yeah, exactly. So I like that they eliminated that part of it. Girl power. <laughs> all right, so the climax of the movie, we see our characters, our band of misfits. Working together to finally take down Bowser, and it was a major callback. I don't know if anybody noticed it to the original Super yeah, Mario Brothers yeah, movie, where, where they, they bring the real world. right, they bring it to the real world. Um, it was a. I really wish they would have kept the fight. It was an isolated incident. Yeah, I honestly, wish they would have kept the fight. The, in it, the, had they kept the fight in Mushroom I Kingdom, I feel like it would have mattered. More. It wouldn't have even mattered, honestly, because no. bringing it out into the real world. I guess bringing it out into the real world was a good point because remember his dad, um, pretty much thought he was a loser and a failure and all that. So his dad got to see him take down this creature. Well, but nobody really freaked out by was, seeing any of Right, that. no one had a... Mo- well, you the know? one guy did. Yeah, the one guy their did. Their rival. Their former uh, boss did. Their, their rival. But I think that was more just for his parents to see that he mm-hmm. was capable and not of just way. And not just Mario, Luigi also got a major win. Cause yeah, he did. I, as much as I love Mario, Luigi is also my boy. So they... Luigi he has this... he wasn't right, a coward. He has his heroic moment where he uses the sword drain to cover yeah. To block Bowser's heat, and then him and his brother, him as Mario, they use the superstar and they become the, the titular Super Mario, Super Mario brothers. brothers. And that was really dope to see on screen. The same, yeah. and as always, you know, the music starts playing and they fight yeah. Bowser. It was a decent ending to yeah. the movie. I mean, it, it was a climax, and we knew it was coming. Yeah. So just visually. Um, it was amazing to look at. It was at. good. It was good to look at. It was what it was. Just a battle. And they defeated him. He's going to come back. Oh, 100%. He's going to come back. It, that was the was, other thing. Nothing about that battle felt final. final. Right. Nothing about it felt final. Especially Even if they as would've... obsessed as he is with Princess Peach. <laughs> right. Nothing, nothing about it felt final. At all. But I think they did a good job executing it. Yeah. And then we get to the end. They end up back at uh, Mushroom Kingdom. They're helping rebuild and build everything back up. Prior to that, Mario's dad says how much he's proud of them. I actually yeah. hate it. I hated that moment because, of course, they had to come to him saving the world. Yeah. For his dad to be like, oh, my God, I'm so proud of you. Like, that was the... I'm sorry. I, I hated that moment. <laughs> at the end, it was the most... Just... Mm, did yeah. not like it. Okay, so now we're going to get into... 
our ratings and initially after we left the movie theater i gave it a nine out of ten are you sticking to it uh i've i had time to think about it and process i'm not sticking to the nine out of ten however if i have to be 100 percent honest i love this movie it was everything super mario it was an entire homage it was a tribute to everything i loved about the game and i'm giving it Four solid hearts out of five. I loved it. What do you think, Shay? All right. Uh, my initial first impression rating was a seven out of ten. So um, it wasn't bad, but is it great? Did I love it? Would I watch it again? No. So. But why not though? Is there any specific? over? I I guess it it delivered on. The visuals. Okay, so this animated movie, I would compare it to like Wreck-It Ralph. Okay. okay. Because that's also like a similar video game Mm -hmm. kind of movie. And I just think Wreck-It Ralph did a better job in its delivery of it and making it a movie and not so much a video game. Okay. And although I like that they included the aspects of the game, I, and and they delivered well on it, just not well enough for me to love it or want to rewatch it, or um, even have it. Didn't make me want to play the game again. But other than that, it was just regular. So out of five hearts, what 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 are we giving it? It's breaking my heart, man. Mm. I'm giving it three hearts. Three mm. broken hearts is breaking hearts. my heart. Is breaking my heart. My heart. Uh, is you know what? Sherry was always more of a Luigi person, and he really wasn't. You know, he really wasn't in <laughs> the movie. He wasn't really in the movie. Was, so can we boy, even call so. it Super Mario Bros? Right. When you make a cameo at the end of the movie, there were, like I said, there were aspects of it that I think were done well, but other aspects of it just didn't meet the mark. All right, so I think this is another movie where Jay is the voice of the people because the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes was 96%. Again, that's as of today, April 9th, well, when we're recording this. And me, I saw through those Easter eggs like the critics, and the critics are giving it a 56%. So, like I said, it just didn't meet the mark this time. But I, I would say if they're going to do a sequel, I'm here for it. All right. I'm, I'm all hey, for second you, chances. Uh... Do you think Zelda is going to get a movie because of this now? They better. <laughs> fun fun fact. Fun fact. And I was talking with you with this in the car. And with this, we're going to end the the podcast. The main reason why I'm such a Mario fanboy is because my mom had a job where they were selling a Legend of Zelda game and a Super Mario 64 game. And I could only get one. I couldn't get both. And that day I picked Super Mario and I never looked back. <laughs> it was the greatest decision of my life. All right. So... That's going to do it for the podcast. It's another episode. We'll see you next time. Peace. Remember to like, share, and follow us on Instagram at Love Hate Movie Reviews for exclusive content and behind the scenes footage. And remember to subscribe to our podcast wherever you get your podcast.